Hey guys, I'm Manali. And I'm Hannah. And welcome to Three Faith Podcast. Where we share insight on how to keep your faith in God strong through dating, school, and just life in general. We are so thankful that you're joining us on our podcast episode today. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Three Faith Podcast for updates on when we release a new episode and for more content. Hey guys, welcome to the very first episode of the Through Faith Podcast. This has been in the making for almost a year now, and we are so thankful that the Lord has allowed us to finally release it to you today. I am Hannah. I'm a co-host of Through Faith. And I'm Allie, the other co-host. Um, a little background about where through the Through Faith Podcast came from. Um, I started an Instagram about four years ago and built it up to where I was posting videos, and now we've turned it into the Through Faith Podcast. Yeah, because it wasn't always called Through Faith Podcast. It was called, like, um... Manali Grace Through Faith. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so that was what it was called back in the day, and I remember us, like, actually talking about, like, (laughs) what to name her, quote, faith page, and we had, like, this cool idea. We were like, oh, like... Your middle name is Grace, so what if we build off the verse that talks about <laughs> Grace through faith, <laughs> which is kind of where um, that name came from, but that's kind of like a quick rundown of like how the podcast idea came about because we felt the Lord calling us to something a little bit bigger, so Manali was generous enough to invite me onto her Instagram page, and we're just kind of transforming it into a podcast page, so you guys should go follow that. It's at Through Faith Podcast, and um, what we're going to be talking about today is not going to be like an intro or anything like that. That's going to be in a later episode because we want you guys to kind of get to know us more before we actually dive deeper into our testimonies and into what we want to talk about in that episode. So for today, our topic is going to be about how to wait well in the waiting. And I'm sure just hearing that topic, you can kind of assume what that's going to be talking about, which is like dating and relationships and how to wait in a season of singleness. Um, But yeah, we'll get to that kind of like in a little bit. But we wanted to do something else (laughs) first. So I'll let Manali explain that. So we want to do a question of the week, and today's is, or this week's is, if you could have lunch with someone dead or alive, who would it be and why? (laughs) That's such a funny question. (laughs) Okay, do you want to go first? Do you want me to? You can. I can? Okay, all right. Um, With someone dead or alive. Okay, I think, I have like two. I have like a funny one, and then I have a serious one. Okay. Um... Okay, so I guess my funny one. I would have lunch with Reese Witherspoon 100%. (laughs) I love her. And Manali is smiling right now because I love Legally Blonde. So I'm kind of obsessed with Reese Witherspoon and I would totally have lunch with her. That's reasonable. So, yeah. What would yours be? (laughs) Mine would be, is Helen Keller too controversial? (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. I would have lunch with Helen Keller. I just want to see what she's all about because there's been so much oh hate towards gosh. her. <laughs> Is Helen Keller controversial? <laughs> um, I don't know. <laughs> We're going to get canceled on our first episode. Sorry, guys. <laughs> um, well, okay. I mean, you know, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how you're going to have lunch with her or talk to her, but okay. Oh, yeah. 
guys, I promise, like, we're, we're sane. Just, <laughs> we're just like this. Um, okay, oh, and also, like, my serious one that I would have lunch with would probably be, um, oh, gosh, I don't even, uh, oh, probably, <laughs> probably Elizabeth Elliot. Um, I really like her. Do you not know who that is? Well, it's going to be a really crazy look right now. Okay, Elizabeth Elliot writes a lot of um, popular, like, Christian women books. Oh. Yeah, that's the book. So I'm reading a book right now that's really, really good. It's called Passion and Purity. Um, I'll probably talk about that book sometime in a later episode because I'm going to make Manali read it, and we'll probably talk about it later on. Um, but she actually has a really cool testimony, and she writes books kind of like all about it and she had a late husband who left her like love letters and stuff and she kind of like gives their like love story in this book and she's just um she's a really good author and so I'd probably have lunch with her so yeah that's mine who who seriously would you have lunch with? Unless yours is Ellen Keller. I don't know. Ellen Keller was my serious one. Okay. Um, my funny one would be oh um, Morgan Wallen. So he can write what? a song about me. <clears throat> so he can make a song about brown-eyed people. Because they're all about blue eyes. Okay, so me and Manelli kind of had this like little discussion about how she thinks all songs are written about um, blue-eyed girls, but I beg to differ because of that one song that's called Brown Eyed Girl. The by... one song. <laughs> the one song. Because I feel left out of that song because he's thinking about brown-eyed girls. Actually, you know who's really left out? Who? Green-eyed people. You don't ever hear songs <laughs> about them. That's actually very true. <laughs> I've never heard of anybody talking about green eyes. Me either. Okay, fair enough. So, I mean, it's a truce, I guess. Justice for the green-eyed people. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if I would, if I have anybody else that I would, like, have lunch with. Because I'm sure there's many more. There was, like, a jug me and you had discussed, like, Amelia Earhart. Yeah, I need to talk to her, too. <laughs> That's controversial, too. I just want to know where she went. <laughs> or did she go somewhere? Did she plan it? I have multiple <laughs> questions for a lot of these people. Because of that, like, the History Channel or whatever came out with a bunch of new evidence that she's actually been captured and she's still held there. Wait, what? She's <laughs> <laughs> <I'm> still alive? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe, like, DM us and let us know if you think that Helen Keller and Amelia Earhart are kind of suspicious a little bit. Yeah. Just uh, let us know, I guess. Oh my gosh. Okay, so that was um, that was our question of the week. That's something that we want to keep doing in our further episodes. So if you have any kind of like funny questions like that, or if you have serious ones, we can do some of those too. Um, you can DM us or you can email us. We'll link all of those down in the description below. But um, I kind of want to go ahead and transition into our topic for this week, which I mentioned earlier, which is how to wait well in the waiting. Um, and so, like I said, this is more of a kind of like relationship advice, a Christian relationship advice um, podcast. So it's going to have to do strictly like faith-based. So that's where all of our points are pulled from. Um, so yeah, we're just going to kind of go ahead and dive into it. So I'll just let, um, Manali kind of give her input on the first point that we have. So if you want to go ahead and say that. 
Okay. So the first point that we kind of talked about was um, shifting your mindset. And <laughs> this is a little bit like, I know that we titled this how to wait well in the waiting, but we're going to kind of contradict that a little bit because I feel like the first thing you need to do when you enter into a season of singleness, you don't need to say that you're in a season of waiting. And I feel like a lot of people would disagree with that, but um, I was given kind of a, a new perspective of it because I'd always, whenever I was in, I guess, my season of singleness, I had always said, I'm in like a season of waiting. Um, and when you kind of think about it, you're like, well, what am I waiting on? And, you know, you're waiting to be in a relationship. But then I feel like that kind of leads to when you do get in a relationship, like, you're accomplished and like that's what you were waiting for and I just I feel like that's the wrong mindset to have don't don't you think is yeah I agree because I know which this is probably something we'll talk about in a different episode but me and Hannah have walked through a lot of the same seasons of life since (laughs) we became friends so we've been able to um go through our season of singleness together Together, yeah (laughs) and um where was I going with that? <laughs> oh, hang oh on. I'm mind blank. <laughs> That's okay. Um, so, yeah, but basically what she was saying is we kind of, we've walked through the same season of life together, and we would kind of try and give each other advice, and we'd just be like, you're in a season of waiting right now, and, you know, as we came to think of it more, like, that's not what you're waiting for and you're missing the whole point of God's plan for you because God's plan for you is never going to specifically be wait on that next relationship to come. You can say it, period. (laughs) Because that's what I was going to say. Having the mindset of a season of waiting in your season of singleness or whatever you're always going to be waiting. You're never mm-hmm. going to get the fulfillment of anything except through God. Mm-hmm. And that's something that I struggled with a lot coming in from a season of singleness into a season of being in a relationship was having this void that I just didn't know where it was coming from or how to fill it. And it's because I was filling it with the wrong kinds of things. I was filling it with the desire to have a relationship mm-hmm. with another man instead of desiring a relationship with God, because that's what the season of singleness is for, is for you to develop your relationship with God and get closer to Him before you're going into your next that's, relationship. Yeah, that's spot on for sure. Um, and another thing to remember, because this always scared me, and I know it scared Manali too, and we would talk about it, but... Um, you know, God never promises promises us a relationship. I mean, obviously, like, you know, God talks a lot about, like, he never talks about dating in the Bible, that's for sure, but he talks a lot about marriage, and I feel like some people kind of take that as, like, oh, that implies that God promises um, a marriage or a relationship, and that that's actually not true. He doesn't promise that um, at all, but he calls us to fulfill our purpose for him and you know he he's gonna give us those desires on our heart and if you're blocking your if <laughs> how much I word this if you 
are being more closed-minded and you're dead set on like, no, God's going to give me a relationship. It's not going to work out (laughs) because we can speak from that uh, firsthand pretty much. Um, And if... (laughs) If you, um, I'm sorry guys, (laughs) we have our notes on my computer and it just said that, um, my battery is going to, um, (laughs) my computer is going to die soon. So, um, anyways. To go off of what you said, also going into a season of singleness with a closed mind, um, just so focused on having a relationship with another man or another woman. It's going to be really easy for you to miss out on opportunities that God sets out to, for you to be able to sur- serve the community and like branch out of the little bubble that you probably were surrounded with whenever you were in the relationship. Oh yeah, that's <laughs> that's very true. Um, and something we'll kind of talk about like a little bit, like definitely in like a later episode is, you know, like. Whenever you do get in a relationship, and I literally never believed anybody when they told me this, but, like, my my mindset was, it was very closed-minded, but I had finally become content in my season of singleness, I guess, and that was when I finally realized, like, I was not waiting on another relationship. I was just in kind of this period to where God set me aside by my and Manali too because she went through the same thing like he set us by ourselves so that we could focus more on him and we could focus on our purpose and our lives to glorify him Mm -hmm. um but that's something that we'll kind of talk about like a little bit later but the main point of this is the importance of scripture and um no I'm sorry that's wrong (laughs) I'm moving into the next point so that was like kind of like shifting your mindset um, between don't consider yourself in a, um, season of, like, waiting for a relationship, but more so you're in a season where you've been set by yourself for a reason, and you've been called to find out your purpose for God and, um, let him help you fulfill that. But do you have anything else to add to that point? No? Okay, so we're gonna actually move on to the next point, which is, um, this is kind of getting into, well, what do you do whenever you're in a season of waiting? Um, and this is just stuff like, <laughs> we're not like relationship <laughs> professionals or counselors here. We're just uh, two college girls who have kind of been through it a little bit. And um, mm-hmm. this is just what we've kind of learned and what works best for us. But the first thing was the importance of scripture. Um And I feel like this can come across as a little bit cliche, and in a way it is because it can get aggravating when people just tell you, oh, just just read your Bible. Well, you know, well, what about reading your Bible? Because that that was kind of like the selfish mindset that we had. We were like, yeah, I know, like, I know I have to read my Bible, but really, like, what is the importance of that? And especially in a season of waiting. So... I felt like whenever I was in kind of like my season of singleness, like people always told me this and I never really actually picked up my Bible and really read it. Like, cause I was just like, that doesn't like I do, I read my, but really I didn't like, I just kind of told people I did, but I didn't. So, um, during this season, I actually, I picked up my Bible. I started a 
Bible reading plan. Me and Manali are actually still on that reading plan, which is really, really good. And if you haven't started one, really recommend doing that. Um, it's the first place to start, honestly. And I kind of have like some scripture that just kind of shows the importance of it. So it's 1 Peter 1.25 and it says, But the word of the Lord endures forever, and this is the word that was preached to you. So what I kind of took from that is I feel like, you know, Peter would not have said that if it didn't show any importance in that. And I felt like that just kind of, you know, like I said, just shows like the importance of that. And, um, you know, you can say that you read your Bible, but until you actually pick it up and you do it, then you're not really going to get anything out of it. And you're not really, you're just going to still be sitting there in, you know, your waiting season. Um, and of course, I, I personally believe you need to pray before you read any scripture because it's hard to understand. <laughs> and we understand that because many times me and Manali have been very confused about it. I still get confused about it. Um, I um, have to ask my boyfriend like many questions <laughs> about like what things mean in the Bible because I don't fully like you know understand it and we're not going to fully understand it um but I do think prayer um before you read scripture is very very powerful and important but do you have anything else to like kind of add to that point um this is something that I kind of struggled with whenever <laughs> I was in my season of waiting and that was just based in like trying to figure out where to base my worth and like where my truth really came from and um with reading your Bible, you're going to get, like, everything that's in the Bible is true. You're mm -hmm. never going to get anything false from it. So, um, basing your worth on what Scripture says that you are, as well as um, what God promises for your future. Because I know it's really easy to get tangled up in who the world says that you are and what the world calls us as Christians to and... Um, just making sure you're reading your Bible, you're going to stay more on track and it's not going to steer you the wrong way. Yeah, absolutely. Because I feel like, you know, a lot of people just don't know where to start. Like, they just, you know, like you, they're just like, oh, well, you can't just open your Bible. And, like, that's why, like, the that's why I kind of emphasize, like, a Bible reading plan. Like, those mm -hmm. are so, so helpful. And, like, it's not like you're starting off like, oh, I just need like an easy level or like, you know, and like, yeah, like there's different, you know, translations of the Bible. You just need to make sure that you find the right translation, one that doesn't change or take anything um, out of the truth of the Bible. Um, but definitely, I think that's a place to start for sure. Um, but yeah, so I guess we can go ahead and kind of move on into the next category that we have, which is another thing of you know, what do you do when you're in a season of waiting? And this one was kind of like, it was new to me, um, but it was, it's serving the community, <laughs> which sounds so simple and kind of basic, but um, it's <laughs> very, very important actually. Um, and kind of like, I guess, like a complex um, idea about this is some people tend to think well whenever you're in whenever you're not in a relationship like how do you find joy and how do you find fulfillment and um 
you know, that doesn't just come from a relationship. Yeah, like you're going to have moments where, you know, you're going to feel joyful and that person's going to, you know, bring you joy. But some people tend to think they're like, well, I don't have anybody, so I'm just going to be lonely forever and I'm not going to feel joy. But that truly is where serving the community comes from. Um, you know, fill your plate up with opportunities to serve. Um, kind of stuff that we did is we served at our local church. Um, they always have opportunities for you to be able to serve. Now, obviously, with COVID, things are really different. So it is like a little bit harder. Um, that's just where you're going to have to research um, a lot deeper um, into it. But let's see, we served in, or I served in KXP, which is our children's experience at the church. So every Sunday morning at 8.30, I would go and serve for um, the first church service for the children there. And then I would go to the actual church service um, after that. And I can't, and kids personally bring me joy. And that's something that I think you need to make sure whenever you are finding an opportunity to serve, make sure you find kind of something that does, that you know brings you joy. And it's, you know, it's making others happy. That, that is truly what, I mean, for everybody, that, that's what's going to bring you joy, whether you've tried it or not. Um, you know, serving others and loving others, that's what we're called to do. And that it, God promises that that's truly going to bring you joy. Um, so yeah, we, I served in KXP. Um, my mom is in, um, a local, um, organization that they help people around our community. And we also did a blood drive and I went with her to that. And that was a really fun thing to experience. Um, what's some other ways do you think they're like serving in your community? Um, I never did this, but you can definitely go, um, volunteer at, like, nursing homes or homeless shelters and help pass out food. Um, yeah, there's, like I said, it's so different now because of COVID and everything. It's, um, it can be really difficult, but there was one thing that, um, actually Manali's mom gave this idea where, um, she would make goodie bags for like homeless people and keep them in her car. So, um, whenever she saw anybody in need, she would just get them out of her car and give them to them. And I think that's, that's such an awesome idea. And mm -hmm. like, you know, there's, there's obviously it's your community. So you have to do research within your community. And I definitely just, I recommend doing that because that's what really, really helped us. Um, but yeah, anything else to add to that one? Um, yeah, I agree. That's definitely what carried us through, mm -hmm. just giving us a little oh, bit yeah. of hope for what was to come. Mm -hmm. um, one thing I will say is that your season of singleness or waiting is a great opportunity to get out of your comfort zone. Mm -hmm. And that's something that I am terrible at. But um, God gave me multiple opportunities, whether it was serving the church or actually going to church where I was able to serve my community and get out of my comfort zone and really experience uh, the power <laughs> of God and just how much he loves us and working through myself to serve other people. Absolutely. I agree. Um, sorry. <laughs> you guys, I hope you guys can hear that, but, um, there is somebody revving their engine outside of where we are. So just kind of discard that. Um, so our 
I think this is our, our last point that we have here, but um, this kind of builds off the topic that we just said, but it is surrounding yourself with biblical community. And I cannot emphasize this one enough because I never really understood the importance of community until um, a little bit later in my season of singleness. Um, I thought I was kind of just supposed to be lonely. Me and Manelli both did. Mm -hmm. um, and like we said, we'll do this in kind of a different episode. But um, me and her kind of felt like we were more isolated um, and by ourselves. We, um, in our area, we didn't have very many friends from college um, because, you know, COVID hit and everything. And I was completely online in Manali for most of the year, or pretty much all year, except for one class. She was online too. So it was really kind of just like me and her. And um, we kind of, for a little bit, chose not to step out into a community because it was just simply uncomfortable. And it is, <laughs> to be mm -hmm. truthful. I mean, um, we prayed for opportunities and we would ask God for direction and time and time again, God would tell us to <laughs> like step out into community and yeah. we didn't listen because <laughs> we didn't want to. Um, and that's kind of when um, our house church came along <laughs> um, and kind of that's just what we kind of call our local college ministry um, on Wednesday nights. That's what they call it. Um, so it's a little bit of a bigger church. So in order for people to receive that smaller community where you connect with a smaller group of people, they call it house church. Um, and so we were actually <laughs> invited by um, somebody at one of the big church events that we had going on. And, um, you know, he told us about house church and what it was about. And it kind of just seemed perfect for what my, me and Manali were uh, going through. And, you know, it's still, we're still in it to this day and it's been great. Um, it's given us a sense of community and we've had a hard time really being vulnerable because me and her both have that issue with being vulnerable with um, people in our community. But that's why it's so important to form relationships with a small group of people. And from what we've learned other than your best friend, because we both have confided in each other for a long time, but it's so important to kind of confide in other people um and I just feel like you know you if you're gonna if you're going through a hard time there's other people there to help you and to pick you back up getting up on your own is so hard if not impossible and when you have a biblical community around you to help um surround you and uplift you and encourage you it's it's not going to completely take your pain away or your season of life away, but it is going to make it so much better. And um, they're going to help hold you accountable and make sure that you're staying on, you know, the right path that God has for you and um, everything like that. But yeah, do you have anything to add to that? Um, yeah, I definitely agree. Um, I think extending your struggles on to other people, mm -hmm. it makes it a lot more bearable to go through the season because you have people who are going to hold you accountable and be your cheerleader through those hard times but also you're going to be relatable to other people that are in your, your community because you're not the only one that's going through that season of depression or anxiety or whatever the case is mm -hmm. and you'll have 
people who can like relate to you and share what works for them and what works for you and yeah and kind of like building off what you said that's so true you're definitely going to find people and you're going to find out that you're not the only one that's going through that and you're going to have somebody that will be able to relate with you not not to your exact situation um and I'm not saying everybody's situation is um unique in the main person you need to confide in is confide sorry <laughs> to confide in is the lord um that's who you're supposed to you know communicate with and who you're supposed to confide in but god's going to send people into your life if you truly pray for that because prayer is so powerful that'll probably be a different episode as well <laughs> um but prayer is so powerful and god i truly believe is going to send you um who you need most at that time and community is something if not the most important thing to pray for in your waiting season so, also yeah one more thing okay <laughs> um we all know the cliche saying of uh you are who you hang out with oh yeah <laughs> um and being in a season of just you and god it's really easy to get off track of it just being you and god and if you step into the wrong type of community you can very mm-hmm. easily lose sight of why God brought you out of that relationship to begin with. So just being mindful of who you're um, putting your energy and time into because I know that's something that me and Hannah both um, were really aware of going into this uh, past season of singleness. Uh, just making sure we're not put, like giving anybody um, any more time than they deserve mm-hmm. if, they, if they're not supposed to be there in the first place. Absolutely. And this isn't to be confused with um, just ignore them if you want to. No, but not everybody um, needs to get your time and attention. And I think we can kind of talk on that in a different episode. So this is just like, you know, an intro episode where we're just kind of touching on like a small subject and we're going to have more in the coming weeks um, and everything. But yeah, for sure it's... Um, who you who you hang out with is super super important um i think i think that's it so Mm -hmm. anything else no okay (laughs) (laughs) all right well um thank you guys for bearing with us through um this last episode or this first episode sorry yeah yeah getting ahead of ourselves hopefully the last episode won't come for a while but thank you guys so much for bearing with us um this is our very first episode so hopefully we're gonna get progressively better um through the next ones but we're our prayer is just that um whatever we talk about on here just reaches whoever needs it and if anybody else has ever gone through what we've gone through hopefully we can help uplift and encourage you and yeah thank you guys so much for listening to us bye bye Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode today. And if you liked it, please be sure to subscribe to us and follow us on social media. Our Instagram is at Through Faith Podcast and everything will be linked down below. And if you have any questions or episode ideas that you'd like to hear from us, please be sure to email us and I'll also link that down in the description below. Bye guys.